Hello and welcome to another episode. My name is Richard Arsenault and I'll be your host for this podcast. Today I'm here with Trey Byerjohn and uh, we'll let you give us a quick introduction. All right, brother. Yeah, uh, again, like you said, my name is Trey Byerjohn. Uh, I was down here in the lower 48. Um, I was born and raised in a little town called Shreveport, Bossier, and that's in Louisiana. And um, I'm 47 years old, um, married. Now, as a matter of fact, today is my anniversary. It's my 28th anniversary. Oh, so pretty happy special. anniversary. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, I have uh, four children, uh, seven grandkids, and we're currently living up here in Colorado. Um, I'm working up here in Colorado, and uh, we live in a camper full-time, so we full-time RV. And, um, yeah, so we've been here for a little bit, and we'll be heading to Florida uh, next week. And be down there in the Sunshine State. Hopefully, some fruits and vegetables will be a little bit more available. Nice, nice. Yeah, so uh, let's get right into it. And when did you adopt a plant-based lifestyle? I adopted a plant-based lifestyle in April uh, the fifteenth of two thousand fifteen. Uh, two thousand sixteen. I'm sorry, two thousand sixteen. Mm-hmm. So it's been three years um, since I've adopted it. Awesome. Uh, what made you go plant-based? And were there any doubts? Well, I'll answer the, uh, the, the doubt question first and foremost because it's the quickest one. No, there's no doubts, and I'll explain why. Uh, the, the reason why is a little longer, so bear with me. Um, when I was six years old, 1978, uh, I was uh, in the second grade, starting my second grade year of school. Um, I got really sick, and uh, the parents didn't really know what was going on with me. Of course, at the time, they thought <clears throat> that I had just a virus. I was, very, uh, I was throwing up a lot, uh, um, diarrhea a lot. And uh, just didn't know what was going on. So initially, they thought I had a virus. Um, that didn't that didn't work. That didn't pass. Uh, so they put me in the hospital for dehydration. Uh, I was in there for quite a bit, and uh, I got out. They didn't know what was wrong with me. Assumed they they thought it was a virus again. Uh, I got out, and I was home for probably about a week, I guess, and uh, I got sick again. Mm-hmm. Now we realized going back now that you think about it. The reason why I got better was because I was so sick, dehydrated, that all they fed me were that I can remember was popsicles and Jello, basically, <laughs> and uh, just anything to keep down fluid, fluid based. Yeah, foods, yeah, for sure. Uh, and things like that. So uh, about a week later went by, and uh, this time it, it came back with vengeance. It was bad. Uh, my liver and spleen got severely distended and enlarged. Um, at one time, I think they thought I had mono which is odd for a six-year-old. How does a six-year-old get mono? Yeah. So they thought, I went back into the hospital again. Um, They thought at one time that I had liver cancer because my enzymes were extremely off the charts. Mm -hmm. Uh, My liver was swollen. Uh, They did a a bone marrow test. I don't know if you're familiar with the bone marrow test. Yeah. So I'm just going to give you a little, little synopsis into that. My, Two nurses walked in with a doctor. One nurse handed my mother a little black, round rubber thing and said, here, put this on his teeth and tell him to bite down hard. Okay. So I was like, okay. So she put it in my mouth, turned me over on my left side with my right side exposed. My mom laid over my head, held me down and started talking to me, telling me to be be calm, be calm. They held my legs down and they started drilling into my hip. Jeez. And that's that's how they get the bone marrow test out. So, uh, come to find out, thank God I didn't have a, I didn't have any, uh, uh, liver cancer. Um, I was very, very, very familiar with getting blood drawn every, 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 very, very often. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so basically fast forward, what had happened was, is, uh, they'd sent my lab works off to, um, a specialist over in Louisiana called at LSU medical center. And they determined, they noticed that my, uh, actually they were going to go in and do exploratory surgery on me. And to find out what was going on, and just before they did that, they found out that my cholesterol levels were super, super, super high. Mm-hmm. So uh, that wasn't normal for a six-year-old. So that threw a red flag up. <clears throat> so then they started doing more testing, and they found out that I have this, it's a genetic disorder called familial hypercholesterolemia. And basically, that is a genetic disorder that's passed on from the family uh, that causes your liver to create too much cholesterol it also doesn't allow your body to remove cholesterol okay so it yeah. just builds it 
They determined, they checked my arteries, and I had atherosclerosis at the age of six. Atherosclerosis is the hardening of the arteries due to um, cholesterol buildup. So um, that's what they figured out what it was. So they they put me on a low-fat diet. Uh, back in those days, in 1978, you know, there weren't as many options to choose from. I don't even know if we had skim milk back then. Yeah. And so I, my, my, I, I drank milk like it was like an alcoholic drinks beer. I drank <laughs> milk religious. I mean, I drink it out of the jug. Yeah, oh, for sure. So, um, so I went on a low fat diet. Uh, egg beaters were big back then. Uh, my mother bought the leanest beef she could find. She would weigh it. She would clean it. She would wash it, you know, before I'd eat spaghetti or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whenever she'd make beef um, dinners, and uh, so yeah, that's how I lived until I was in the sixth grade. Um, kids would ask me, "Why don't you eat chocolate? Why don't you eat ice cream?" And I said, "Well, I'm allergic to it." That's what that was the only thing I could think of. Yeah. I'm allergic to it. I can't. And they, how are you allergic to chocolate? <laughs> um, so I'd eat sherbet instead of ice cream. I'd eat caramel instead of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Pretzels instead of potato chips. Uh, that's that's what I lived off of for six years, and then. I'll never forget. Now, the the doctors told my parents, <clears throat> and they told me that I would be, if I kept eating that way, I would be lucky, lucky if I didn't have a heart attack by the time I was 16. Jeez. So they, so uh, four years went by. My sixth grade year, my parents came to me and said, "Look, the doctors came to us and told us that your cholesterol levels have lowered enough that you can start implementing some regular food, quote unquote." regular food yeah so that's that's what i did um progressively got okay i was okay um now this with this disorder thankfully it's kind of a it's kind of a curse and kind of a good thing too is it would tell me when i was getting too much Mm -hmm. i would get definitely sick um bad sick so i i could sense it when it was coming and it would kind of go away and it would come back over the years Mm -hmm. um so fast forward, uh, I went through life, you know, just eating, you know, normal stuff that I thought was normal. Um, 2013, my dad um, had a heart attack, and we we lived in a rural town out, outside of uh, Louisiana, outside of Louisiana, and a little town called uh, Elm Grove, and um, he was having a heart attack. And thankfully, I was there. Um, and uh, I saw it. I saw the symptoms, and I said, "Let's go to the hospital." So as we're on our way to the hospital, he dies in this front seat with me. Starts no way. Breathing. So I start screaming his name. He didn't respond. So I balled up my fist and I hit him as hard as I could in the chest, and he came back. And thankfully, we were maybe five miles from a rural fire department. I pulled into the fire department. I got out. I told him he was having a heart attack. They got him in the truck or in the van and, and hauled butt to the to the hospital and told me, don't try to keep up. So he, I think he died on the way to the hospital and they paddled him there. They got him to the hospital in the emergency room and he, they paddled him there to bring him back. And he had a, a, later talking to the heart specialist, he had a STEMI, which is an ST elevated myocardial infarction. So that's basically, if you look at it on an EKG, it looks like a tombstone. Mm-hmm. And that's what they equate it to. And um, <clears throat> so they were able to save him. Uh, they put a stent in, and and, uh, and he got better. Then the following year, 2014, my mom passed away of uh, pancreatic cancer. Oh. And hers, hers was due to um, not eating very healthy and uh, smoking. Uh, I believe there's no there's no proof of that, but I just I firmly believe that that may have had a you know a cause effect yeah. to it. Um, so. 2015, uh, I was 295 pounds. Um, I, uh, got really sick, really sick. And then my, uh, left arm and my left leg went numb. Hmm. So I asked my wife to take me to the hospital. She took me to the emergency room and, um, they put me in the ER. They put me in the, they put me in the hospital for about three or four days. And they said I had a, an incident is what they call it. Um, it wasn't a full blown heart attack, but it was a good scare told me that I needed to get on, uh, go see a cardiologist as soon as possible and yeah. get on some, uh, statins, some kind of cholesterol lowering medicine. <clears throat> and I'm hard headed and I don't like medicine. Uh, so I said no. And I thought, well, I've controlled it. You know, remember, remembering back, I said, well, I can control it with diet. I'll just do it. I'll just do it that way. So about, uh, 2016, 
I went plant-based, and um, I don't have any doubts. Nice. Man, that's a and that's why I'm, that's, that's why I went plant based. Crazy story. He went through some crazy stuff. <laughs> Holy jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, scary. So, um, do you did you initially go plant based for health, environment, or would it be ethical reasons? Well, uh, you know, of course, we talked about the health, and, and that mm-hmm. was the initial reason. Yeah, was the health. Um, you, you know, you. Again, I was from the South. I'm from South Louisiana. I'm from Louisiana, from the South of, of the United States. Mm-hmm. And Louisiana is known as the sportsman's paradise. So, and of course, down there they think you know sports are hunting, fishing, so on and so forth. Yeah. So I grew up hunting. I grew up fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up uh, killing. Unfortunately, you know now, but uh, mm-hmm. deer and and and, and, uh, and fishing and. and and, and we ate that, and I ate a standard American diet. So my health was, was bad, but then that's the reason why I went plant-based. Mm-hmm. But the ethical and environmental aspect of it didn't come into play until after I went. And then I realized, hey, wait a minute. I don't have to get any of these sources of energy or not sources of any of these sources of nutrition from, from animal products. I didn't, you know, we, we're, we're taught that protein has to come this way, and, and calcium has to come from dairy yeah and so forth and when i realized that the ethical aspect is like a light bulb went off um i've always considered myself an animal lover i mean we had dogs and cats and and, uh but and also growing up i i grew up in a christian based faith a home Mm -hmm. and so pro-life being i'm I'm pro-life i'm a pro-life christian and and the fact that i was pro-life for for a baby, in my mind, how could I support slaughtering other innocent lives? Yeah, for sure. And, and, it, and it was like a, a, a huge light bulb went off in my head. Hmm. And I said, wait a minute, this is, I, I'm, I'm ridiculous. I am completely supporting the slaughter of innocent animals, but at the same time, hypocritically fighting for, you know, what I felt was the, uh, the killing of, of innocent life in the womb. Yeah. So I... It, that really shook me up because it went completely against everything that I was taught. Yeah, for sure. Or everything. Um, so then the environmental aspect changed when I watched Cowspiracy. Mm. I had no clue. Because, I mean, it was literally in this order. I watched uh, documentaries, uh, Forks Over Knives, that Sick and Nearly Dead, which basically solidified my thought process on the health aspect of mm-hmm. it. And then I watched um, Earthlings. Yeah. And you talk about Shakespeare. Oh yeah. Oh my dear Lord, that one shook me up. Yeah. It was, I felt, oh, in my heart it hurt. Um, and then I watched um, uh, Cowspiracy. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that environmental aspect of it. I had no clue that animal agriculture causes that much damage to the environment. I had no clue. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, and you know, the funny thing is, is most vegans, almost all vegans are environmentalists mm-hmm. or envi- environmentally conscious. Yeah. But most environmentally conscious or who call themselves environmentalists aren't vegans. Yeah, that's true. And why is I, I don't I, I don't understand that. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's a hard one. <laughs> it is a tough one. It is a tough one. And you know, I have friends on Facebook who who consider themselves environmentalists, but then I ask them, I say, well, you know, okay, well, what do you do about it? You know, and yeah, do you, you eat do you eat plant based? Do you do you you know? support do you buy leather do you you know do you support all these animal cruelty things that we that, that is so instilled in our lives and they're oh yeah man i still i gotta have my cheeseburger i gotta have my you know my bacon yeah you know oh, <laughs> it's yeah. crazy it's like one of the the simplest like easiest thing you can do that has the biggest impact really on the environment is just being vegan yeah. it is it is it's the easiest thing it is the easiest thing yeah, and they think that it's the hardest, and it's not. It's the easiest. No, it just takes a bit of time, and then you eventually realize that it's it's pretty simple. It is, and it's 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 sad. It's extremely sad, and I and I, I think I mentioned to you before that I I, I listen to uh, you know a lot of podcasts, and I listen to a lot of vegans who 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 are in the in the vegan movement because of animal ethical reasons, and I think back to when I. You know, did what I did, and I and I hunted and fished and and ate 
you know, food that, you know, you know, meat and dairy. Mm-hmm. I, it was, um, it's sad. It's extremely sad and it hurts my heart that I did it. Yeah. But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, we're all trying to, you know, trying to get somewhere and we're all trying to get it to one place. And I think, you know, as long as we get there, it's, it's not so much how you got there. It's, it's that you get there. Yeah, for sure. So, um, previously, what was your food style like? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was the standard American diet. It was a sad diet. Yeah. And, um, uh, it was, like I said, when I was younger, I, I drank milk out of the jug. Um, I, I went on the, the Atkins diet, which is nothing more than a, or the, I haven't done the keto diet or the paleo diet only because I've mm-hmm. changed, you know, I switched over to this lifestyle, you know, prior or uh, yeah, prior. Um, and I thank God because those are really just basically Atkins diets. That's the way I see it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, but I, uh, I ate that way. I ate, I remember I went on a, when biggest loser was big down here in the States, it was, um, uh, you know, it was calories in calories out. And I thought, wow, that seems simple enough. All I got to do is burn more calories than I, than I take in. That's simple. And I, that, I had gotten down to almost 700, 800 calories a day eating. Super unhealthy. Yeah. Oh, it was grossly unhealthy. Um, lost a lot of weight, of course. Mm, Yeah. But, um, I did that. Gained it all back in more. I think I started when I started, it was like 270, 275. I got down to 205, I think. Mm-hmm. And then now I balloon, and then I balloon back up to 295 before I went on this diet or went on this lifestyle, yeah. changed my uh, lifestyle. And um, so, yeah, I, I had a lot of fluctuating diets going back and forth, but it was, it was a process, highly processed foods, fast foods. And um, it was a, it was a sad, it was a sad diet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're uh, they're not all sustainable until you change your actual lifestyle and you know go vegan. Then you kind of see that this is the sustainable way. You know, it is. It is sustainable. Uh, funny that you say that because it's sustainable for not only for us but it's for, also mm-hmm. for the environment and for the, uh, the animals too. Yeah, totally for sure. So, uh, how did you feel after going plant-based? Were you affected physically, mentally after making that change, including any struggles? Uh, yeah, I, um, uh, no struggles. I I didn't have any struggles. Uh, I did change dramatically, uh, physically. Um, like I said, I was 295 when I started. Mm -hmm. I was on the, I was on there for about two weeks. And funny enough, the first, the first week I uh, I always joke about this, but I ate ramen noodles and and, and popcorn. It was <laughs> vegan ramen noodles. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It was it was vegan ramen noodles, but I ate vegan ramen noodles and popcorn because that's all I had. That's all I knew. I didn't know anything. Yeah. And um, so that, and then about uh, a week later, I started, you know, I, I, the forks over knives, and then, and then uh, fat sick and nearly dead, and then I watched some YouTube, bunch of YouTube videos and whatnot, and, and I. Um, I started following. Uh, uh, I think one of the first people I started following was Ravana, which is yeah. in the news today, of course. Because yeah, but she unfortunately. But incredible smoothie recipes, and I had a, I had a blender, and mm-hmm. I knew about smoothies from you know, working out and things like that. So I thought, oh, well, I can do this. So I did that, and uh, that helped a lot. And I lost I lost uh, 15 pounds in the first two weeks. Nice. So I went from 295 to 280, and. Um, my, uh, I had my cholesterol. Now my cholesterol was in the three hundreds when, before I went to plant-based. Yeah. Three hundreds, 200 is what they expect or is what they want you to be. Mm-hmm. I was in three hundreds. I was way bad. My cholesterol after a month, four weeks. Now it took me four years for my cholesterol to get somewhat under control back when I was a kid. It took me four weeks for my cholesterol to drop down to 150. Yeah. That's crazy. 150 in four weeks. So that was pretty – now my triglycerides were still kind of high, mm-hmm. um, and that was only because I was eating a lot of uh, animal, I mean, uh, plant-based uh, oils okay, at the yeah. time. And I think that had something to do with it. Yeah. So um, – but, uh, but generally, yeah, I mean it, it went down. And then I, I noticed mentally I was much more clear thinking, mm-hmm. um, much more clear. I could, I could, my eyes, I used to have those, I don't know if you have, 
you, I don't know, you may be able to have them, but uh, floaters. You have floaters in your eyes where you look at a screen, a white screen, and you kind of see some fuzzies kind of floating around in there. Okay, you ever yeah. Well, a, lot, a lot of the, the little <laughs> floaters in there, they're, they're, they they almost look like a bug or something's flying by, and you try to move them out of your eye, and you realize it's not it's, it's not outside. It's inside your eye. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I noticed that those cleared up, mm-hmm. um, which I found fascinating. And I noticed that I became more uh, – I was extremely – at that time, I was I was very – uh, sick as far as uh, catching colds and things like that. I was susceptible to colds. And yeah. Um, I noticed that I didn't catch any more colds. I noticed that I had, now I did have knee surgery when I was a freshman in high school. I blew my knee out and I had knee surgery every single year, every year that thing swole up probably two or three times a year. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not swollen once since then. Not one time hmm. for Crazy. three years. My, my knee has not swollen. Not once. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and I also, uh, spiritually, it, it helped me become more in tune with, uh, with, with people and animals and, and, and God. And, and what I, I felt it was a lot, I felt that, you know, the reasonings we were here were a whole lot more than, than what I had thought before. For sure. Totally. So I think it touched me on all three aspects. It was, yeah. it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. There's just more peace. You feel more peace in a, in a way, you know? Knowing yeah, that you're not contributing to all of that. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, how did it affect people around you, like your friends and family? Um, family, you know, the family knew. Uh, you know, none of my none of my family. I did. You know, I take that back. I did have I did have a nephew and a niece uh, who went who were plant based who were plant based and and oddly enough, my nephew who had went plant based before I. I ridiculed him, and I and I and I apologized to him later. You know, I used to be ridiculing him and say, you know, yeah. what are you doing, man? I mean, I make fun of him and, and, and pick on it. You not pick on it, but just pick at him about it. Yeah. Um. And I, and I look back now, and I even now I, I I went back to him and I and I profusely apologized to him. I said, man, I'm so so sorry that I did that. That was completely not right. And um, but as far as my immediate family, my you know, they understood my situation and my my illness that I had, yeah. uh, the disorder that I had. And uh, so they were understanding. Mm-hmm. They questioned a lot. Um, they had a lot of questions of, you know, where you get your protein, which is my favorite question. <laughs> yeah. um, and the world is my favorite question. The world. Uh, and oddly enough, two weeks in uh, to me be going vegan, my daughter has a wedding. Okay. So, so we, I go down to her wedding and believe it or not, they're serving my favorite, favorite food on the planet was brisket. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I said, I said, what are y'all serving for the wedding? And I said, cause you know, I'm going vegan. And they said, what? And uh, I said, yeah, what are y'all serving? They said, well, we're serving brisket and, bar- and you know, barbecue basically. Yeah. And I said, really? okay, this is a test. This is a good test. And, um, so I got there and I went and I bought some vegan hamburgers. And yeah. The little vegan, uh, uh, Boca burgers or something. At the okay. Time. Yeah. I think they're black bean burgers. And I said, all right, y'all going to grill this for me. This is what I'm going to eat. And I went through that whole wedding. And I've got some pictures on my Instagram yeah. of me looking at the wedding with my white shirt on. And I was 280 pounds then. That was at that wedding. Yeah. I, I did not touch it. I did not touch it. Not a single drop of anything. Yeah. Um, that they made. And that was a big test for me. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I had uh, my – I remember my son, he told me the other day, he said um, – he said, uh, "I knew you were going to be. I knew you were serious when we were we were up here in Colorado at the time." He said, "I knew you were serious. I thought you were going to just kind of. It was just a phase, but I knew you were serious when we went to Taco Bell and got. I I, I used to get a bean burrito with no cheese and, and mm-hmm. seven layer burrito fresco because that's the veganized version. Yeah. So I go there and I got a burrito, a bean burrito with no cheese, and uh, I took a bite out of it and it had cheese in it." And I, I literally stopped the truck in the middle of the highway, rolled the window down, and spit it out, and said, and started cussing. And I was like, you know, these some, you know. And I said, here, you want this? And he goes, he says, no, you already bit into it. And I threw it out the window. He said he knew right then that I was serious. Yeah. And um, so, uh, but you know, as far as friends and uh, family, they were great. Uh, coworkers, a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, coworkers and friends are a little different, you know, because they just don't understand. And um, 
you know, they, a lot of them hunt and fish and, I, and they're, they're still my friends, you know, and I, 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 I try to tell them, you know, Hey, look, you know, this is, this is this, this is that. And of course their questions are, you know, where do you get your protein? And, yeah. And, you know, I, I love debate. A lot of people say, you know, don't talk about, you know, religion, politics, or, or even food because food is yeah. uh, close to people's heart. And I was talking to my wife earlier. I said, you know, it's funny. People don't say, well, my religion, da 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 or my political candidate is blah, 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 blah. Yeah. They will quick to say my steak, my, my cheese, my pizza, my, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's. It's a lot more personal. It seems a lot more personal to them. So when you try to tell them, they don't. They don't really want to hear it. Yeah. And um, but so the seems like the harder you push, the more they push back. So what I try to do is now is just live by example. Yeah. Show them. Um, if they complain about stiff joints or whatnot, I say, hey, well, you know, why don't you try, you know, maybe removing some dairy. Uh, if they complain about fibromyalgia or or any kind of auto autoimmune disease or something mm-hmm. like that you know i'll point them in the direction of maybe dr brooke goldner with goodbye lupus um uh, people who have had issues before and that's how i try to fight it i you know funny i today i posted something about um my breakfast was uh cantaloupe and some bananas yeah i see and i got that, a, yeah. a message. yeah and i got i got a message from somebody who said i got a question how how do you poop every day if you eat bananas all the time? Because I, it please enlighten us. And I thought I responded back and I said, "What do you mean? How do I poop every day? What What are you talking about? I, bananas are full of fiber. Why wouldn't I poop every day?" Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's what they've been told. It's old wives' tales, you know, that they've been told all these years, and that's what they uh, that's what they think. Yeah. You know? No, it's a, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I find a lot of people have her. Might be easier to understand why somebody like maybe yourself would do that because of maybe what you've been through or you know all these illnesses and it's it, they can say they understand better but they're not going to change themselves because they they might not feel um, sick or or anything like that or they don't feel those those effects so it's easy for them to just kind of stick with it but. You know, if somebody goes through a scare, you know, it it's easier for them to make that change in a sense, right? So it is, and I, you know, and I get told almost every time that I bring up the health aspect of it, <clears throat> because if you if you bring up the the animal rights act as, aspect of it, it's well, you know, we're at the top of the food chain, uh, we're put here, you know, to uh, to you know the, food, the the animals were put here for our food and blah 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 blah. Of course, you know. Uh, there's a there's a quote in Genesis that says something completely different where God says you know I I, yeah. I give you every tree this is before the fall of Adam I give you every tree uh, seed bearing plant to to provide you fruit for food for meat to eat I mean it, it mm-hmm. was in the beginning He said that so um, but you know the the uh, from from what from what I think is, is is when you and then when you go to the health aspect of it they uh, they say well you got to die of something you might as well die happy. And I said, no, you're right. You do have to die of something. But what are you going to live for? Yeah. You, you know, are you going to live? Are you going to live to 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 be a burden on your loved ones? Because, you know, that's what generally happens. Is is yeah, you're going to die of something. But if you can live to be a hundred years old, like that cardiac, uh, I think he died at 105. I don't remember his yeah. name off the top of my head, but the cardiac. Uh, doctor that just you know that he i think he was 95 at the time when he came out that he was you know vegan and whatnot. yeah for but sure, uh, yeah. if you want to live to be 100 and be in good health i mean that's my goal is to hit the century mark i want to hit 100 yeah you know or do you want to be 60 or 70 and and you're on taking you know 11 different prescriptions a day if you're lucky you're not uh you know haven't had a stroke you haven't had a heart attack you have you don't have diabetes you haven't removed a limb Mm-hmm. Off of your, you know, off of your leg or your or your arms or whatnot. Um, so, you know, what are you going to live for? And that's what I try to tell them. Um, and I'm hoping and praying that that sticks. And unfortunately, the first sign of a heart attack for most people is is death. And if you are lucky enough, for those out there who are not vegan, who are not plant based, and listen to this. If you're lucky enough to survive a heart attack and you're in your hospital bed and you have those wires hooked up to you because you're going to have a black wire hooked up to the left side and a white wire hooked up to the right side. And you know what's going to happen? The first thing, the last thing you're going to think of is I need a cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. The last thing you're going to think of is I need a cheeseburger. So that that is that's what I try to tell them, and I hope and I, I don't want to try to sound too preachy to them. But oh, no. it's it's extremely passionate of me, especially down here in the lower 48, and even you know the uh, the sad diet and the leading cause of chronic illness deaths is heart disease. Yeah, and cardiac coronary artery disease, and it's there's only one thing that causes it, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that diet. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So, what would you say keeps you in this lifestyle? Fear. Uh, fear is probably the most important thing because uh, fear of being uh, sick, fear of being incapacitated, not being able to take care of my family, mm-hmm. I think is the most important thing. And, you know, and, and I understand that there are those out there who say, well, you know, my. Um, you know, ethical reasons for the animals yeah. is the main thing that keeps me on. But you know, what's that old old saying? If you're on an airplane and and cabin, you lose cabin pressure and the oxygen masks come down, and you they say put the oxygen mask on you first so that you can help other people. Yeah. Well, that's the way I look at it. Is that my, as long as I am healthy mentally, physically, spiritually, then I can help others. Yeah. I can help and I can help the environment. So I have to be. I have to be. I have to love myself first. I have to think of myself first. And I know that sounds selfish, but I mean, that's, that's, that's how I have to look. That's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so fear of, of, of illness and being able to take care of my family is probably the, the first. The second is definitely the ethical aspect of it. That is by far. And that kind of correlates into that part of it. Yeah, for sure. Environmental correlates, yeah, environmental correlates into that part of it too, because if you you know you take care of yourself, you can take care of the animals, take care of the animals, you can take care of the environment, and so on and so forth. Um, and then lastly, but it's community. Community helps keep me in in this lifestyle. Um, I like I said I switched plant base uh, you know 2016 and recently just switched uh, over to raw. And Nice. Because of folks, because of folks like you that I've become in contact with, mm-hmm. um, Lissa, Lissa and Nate with Raw Food Romance and Raw sure. and Nate, super. Oh my God, they're precious people, and um, and uh, um, but the community that they provide, that you provide, that you guys provide with, hey man, good job. Hey, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, any ideas for this? That community going back and forth is is huge, huge, huge. It keeps you on your toes, keeps you honest. Um, all that beautiful, all those awesome pictures of you doing meditating, and I'm like, dude, really? I mean, come on, man. Put you know, put a shirt on, bro. You're, you're embarrassing. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so we were talking about community and, and making sure that everybody, uh, just how, how great everybody is. Yeah, for sure. No, it's it's good because it's we. I learn stuff all the time, and we go off each other, and it's yeah, it's uh, definitely a definitely a good community to have. It is. Totally. So, yeah, I'll just go to the next question here. Um, what are your favorite meals and snacks? Uh, favorite meal is a, is a salad. Um, I had honestly, seriously convinced myself that a salad, a big, now I'm, talking, I'm not talking about a little side salad. I mean one of those <laughs> salads that takes about 45 minutes to eat. Yep, I know, you know? all about it. <laughs> One of those ones that you don't know if you're full or just tired of chewing. <laughs> yeah. I like that, and uh, that's probably my favorite meal. And then my my snack is banana, is or bananas. Yeah, for sure. Bananas are so banana and ice cream. Thanks, Ron Nate. Uh, banana and ice cream um, uh, or a smoothie. Uh, my my new recent favorite thing that I've that I've kind of come across was. Uh, I think I had mentioned in one of my posts before that uh, uh, chocolate covered cherries is oh, yeah. something that I love. Queen Anne's chocolate covered cherries. I, I got them every year for Christmas. Then my daughter found it because I love blueberries. She found a chocolate covered blueberries. And oh my dear Lord, <laughs> hell, oh my gosh. And so, <clears throat> so, <clears throat> um, so it's been three years since I've eaten any of those. Yeah. And um, so I, I've recently, uh, with my banana ice cream or smoothies frozen blueberries or frozen cherries add some raw cacao powder to it nice oh 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 my gosh <laughs> bro 
I'll have it is to, bad. I'll it's have to bad. try it out. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's my that's my thing. And then also I love dates. Uh, dates are really good too. Totally, for sure. Yeah, we made up a mixture. Uh, my wife, she she doesn't uh, she doesn't necessarily eat raw, but she's uh, mm-hmm. she does more of the the McDougal, um high 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 carb low fat diet. And so for sugar, um, for some of her things that she does, I, I mixed up uh, dates and water and um, made like a paste, like a like a sugar paste for yeah. instead of you know using refined sugar. Yeah. So um, yeah, dates are incredible, man. They're they're insane. Oh what yeah. You can do with them. Uh, it's crazy. Whoa. I was amazed when I first started, you know, incorporating them in my diet. I was like, holy geez, like these are so good. You can do so many things with this. <laughs> do, y'all, do y'all up there have the, uh, uh, the, the coconut or the almond coated dates that are, that are mixed up in there? They come, uh, they're made by the same company. I can't remember. Yeah. Natural delights, I think. Yes. Do y'all have those? Yeah, we have them. I just haven't tried them yet. Like they they have the coconut ones. Uh, I've been wanting to try the pumpkin, pumpkin ones, pumpkin spice. But pumpkin ones. man, dude, <laughs> dude, it's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. They're so good. <laughs> yeah. They're so good. They're terrible, but they're so good. Yeah, for sure. I'll I'll, I'll give them a try eventually. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Cool. So. Um, what tips and tricks would you have for people interested in trying a plant-based lifestyle? Ooh, uh, tips and tricks. Um, two, you know, I've discovered there are two types, maybe maybe subcategories of each, but two types. Either you go all out and you go cold turkey, mm-hmm. or you do a little at a time and kind of ease your way into it. I I go all out. That's just that's the way I am. I. You know, when I went when I went vegan, I said, you know what, I I learned good trip tip is to learn how to read ingredients, mm-hmm. um, because they will sneak the dairy industry and whatnot. They will sneak it into <laughs> they'll sneak dairy into anything. And anytime you see casein or whey or something, it may say dairy free, but it'll you know you'll look down there in the ingredients and it'll say something about whey or casein. And you're like, wait, wait, what? How's this dairy free? So learn how to read the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was, when I when I became vegan, the first thing I did was I literally walked into my kitchen, I pulled everything out of the freezer, I pulled everything out of the refrigerator, I pulled everything out of the pantry, and I threw it away. That's it. I said I'm not no not doing it. So I threw yeah. It away. I didn't even throw it in the garbage. I took it. I took it out of the house, and um, never bought it again. Uh, and then, uh, then when I went. Of course, then, then I'll learn how to read ingredients and whatnot, and that's how it works. And then when I went raw, I st- when I go grocery shopping, I stay in that little corner. Like when you walk through the grocery store, I don't know how y'all's are up there, but ours down here is when you walk through the grocery store in the doorway, it's either over to the left or to the right. There's this little corner. It's called the produce aisle. Yeah. And that's where I live. That's where I stay. I go right there, and that's where I get my groceries, and I don't go anywhere else. That's where I stay. Um, now, of course, I, I'm being a little overzealous here but my you know my wife she you know she goes around and everything but that's where i keep that's where i buy all my groceries yeah so for sure. um i try to i try to stay to that mindset as po- as much as possible mm-hmm. um but if you're slow and go uh what i call slow and go uh you know there are plenty of of um of, of recipes out there plenty of foods you know you know it's funny we eat you know a lot of people say well i need variety i need variety in my in my life i need variety in my diet we on the sad diet, you know, we eat either Mexican food, Italian food, Chinese food, or American food, which is you know burger steaks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we eat, you know, are they? We used to eat, uh, you know, very limited. So when you say you need variety, well, okay, well, take a chicken breast and 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 boil it and eat it and tell yeah. me. Well, what do you do? You have to put spices on it. Okay? Yeah. So there's your variety. Well, you know what? You don't need the chicken breast. So what you can do is is find other things that, that can take the place of that. Because if, at the end of the day, we really only need three things. Our, our, our taste buds only look for three things. We look for fat, sugar, or salt. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. So if you can change, you know, instead of chicken breast, um, mushrooms. 
big portobello mushrooms, or, or instead of burgers, you know, big portobello mushrooms. Uh, they have plenty of the of the uh, uh, transitional foods now, you know, that that um, they can help uh, transition you into it. Uh, yeah. If you need to check, do that. Um, we, you know, spaghetti. A lot of people eat spaghetti. Uh, and, and honestly, when I eat spaghetti now that I look back at it, I don't really remember chew, chew, chewing down on the ground beef and thinking, "Wow, this ground beef and this marinara sauce sure tastes good." <laughs> I, I don't remember that. I, I just remember texture. So you replace the texture yeah. with mushrooms or zucchini or or, or or a squash or or go to Gardein and they have the the crumbles or the uh, even Gardein has the mushroom. I mean the uh, the uh, the meatballs. Yeah, that's right. Um, there is a way that you can do that, and it, you know you can slowly do that and and do a, um, uh, a, uh, a meatless Monday, spaghetti Saturday. Something like that. Just pick one day. Mm-hmm. Um, fruits and fruits for the morning, and, and just you know replace plants or fruits and vegetables for one meal, and then maybe two meal, and then maybe one whole day, mm-hmm. and then and then you could progress into the hell. They even have vegan ice cream for Pete's sake. I mean, Ben and Jerry <laughs> yeah. has vegan ice cream. Yeah. So there's no and there's no excuse I don't think other than somebody just wants their bacon or their meat or their cheese yeah and uh, so it can be done it, oh, it yeah. can be done you just uh, you can either go cold turkey like i did and it's a little extreme i know or you can go the other route and go slow go and and, and whatever's easiest you know there's the, whatever mindset or personality uh, you have uh it's not hard to do you just got to wake up and normally the people who go cold turkey like that, who have that mindset and can go cold turkey like that, probably did have to have a scare. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for and, sure. Uh, and if, if you do have that scare, just do it and don't wait to it. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a, there's definitely a variety. It's just, a, yeah, like you said, it doesn't make sense when people say they want a variety when there's how much food in the grocery store and you're definitely not eating even 50% of the food that's in there anyway. So, you know, when you change your diet, there's still a variety. It's just different types of food. And, you know, like you said, all the transitional foods are there. So, it's, you know, it's funny people who, I had, I had somebody tell me one time, they said, well, I like variety in my food. I said, really? You do? Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like, I have variety. I said, do you realize there's 80,000 edible plants on this earth? Do you realize that? And do you realize you eat three animals? Yeah. Pig and chicken, maybe sometimes fish. I mean, variety. What are you talking about? Yeah. So it's you know, and like I said before, I love people. People always say, "Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about religion. Don't talk about food." Uh, uh-uh, uh. No, I, I love it. I welcome it. I, I love debate. It's my favorite thing. I love to argue. It's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Um, to to debate, and um. And generally, you know, people that when you do that, they don't, you know, they don't want to talk about it anymore. They try to throw up the well, where do you get your protein? Well, where do you get your calcium? Well, where do you, you know, don't mm-hmm. you have to have this? Don't you have to have that? I'm like, no, you don't. You 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 can get it. You know, you know, where, where does your where does your protein get its protein from? I, you know, you know what's funny is, is this is one of my favorite questions when I get asked, where do you get your protein? My favorite response is. Pick the, the most muscular animal on the planet, most muscular and beautiful animal on the planet that you could think of. <clears throat> and to me, it's a horse, a stallion, a horse. Yeah. Beautiful, muscular, fast. And they say, well, you know, they'll pick a couple of things. I said, a horse. And oh, yeah, yeah, a horse. And I said, okay, how much how much meat does a horse eat? <laughs> and then you and then and then what I'll do is I'll take a picture of a horse and then I'll pull up a picture of a lion from the wild. And I say, you tell me, which one is more muscular? Yeah. It's the, whole, the lion is powerful. Don't get me wrong, but they're not anywhere on the scale as muscular as a horse is. Yeah. You know. Um. So, you know, you try to show them those kinds of things and and hope that they, you know, a little light bulb will go off and go, yeah, you know, he's got a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a point, and and it hopefully, you can put enough seeds, plant enough seeds that maybe, kind of like that teacher, that professor told me years and years ago, um, you know, what, nine years before I went plant-based, you know, she told me, with my disorder, I asked her, I said, how do I keep from getting cholesterol on my body without taking pills? And she told me, don't eat animal products. 
And that, that seed stuck with me all that time. And it took, you know, five years, six years, five years for it to, to click or six years for it to click. And when it did, it clicked. And, um, uh, and I'm hoping and praying that maybe that seed that I plant and that you plant and this podcast could plant, maybe that can change things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The more we get out there, the more chances we get, right? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, final question. Do you see a plant-based world in the future, and how do you think we can make that happen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, out of all the questions I, I listen to your podcast, this one's the one that made me think the hardest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, uh, my initial qu- my initial response would be yes. I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's probable? That's that's going to be the big one. Um, yeah. We have went leaps and bounds. Like I said, back in 1978, I had they didn't even have skim milk. Uh, I, I, I'm sure they probably had very few vegan options as far as they weren't raw or you know completely plant based. People thought about you know rice, beans, legumes, yeah, um, things like that. Um, but as far as uh, transitional foods, I don't know that they had that back then. They didn't probably have it very much based no. on from what I hear from people uh, here in you know in the recent past. But here now. It is like boom, and it's a big end. Hillman's mayonnaise yeah. makes a vegan mayonnaise. Hillman's. Yeah, and it tastes the same. <laughs> it, 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 it tastes exactly the same. Yeah. Um, uh, the 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 different plant based milks and nut milks are just overrun, almost overrunning the, the the milk aisle, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, chow or uh, is it chow? Makes yeah. Some cheese. That's a good cheese too. <sighs> I can't. I, my wife wants to. In the past, you wanted to buy us. No, 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 we're not buying it. Cause I can't, no, cause I, I love grilled cheeses and yeah, no, we're not doing that. I, I, I'm, I can't do that. Um, but it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, so that you know, the the opportunities to become plant based is very, very, very promising. The problem is, is we have a lot of hurdles to overcome, mm-hmm. and I don't know. If it's as prevalent up there it is as it is down here in the lower 48, but you know the government subsidizes almost everything that uh, when it comes to the beef industry and the cheese industry and, and the egg industry and these industries, uh, you know they have so much money invested, and when you see that the pharmaceutical industry helps out because the sicker you are, the more pills you get to take. Yeah. And the more you eat, the sicker you get. The more pills you take. And um, so it's a money-making industry, and it's going to be extremely difficult, I believe, for it to be uh, prevalent. In my lifetime, if I live to be 100, which I hope and plan to be, mm-hmm. um, I pray that I see it. Um, I pass – we pass uh, stockyards all the time going back and forth from Colorado to down south. We'll probably mm-hmm. pass some on the way down to Florida. And it is, it hurts your heart to see it. Yeah. Because first you smell it. First you smell it. And you go, God, what's that smell? And then you realize that's manure. That's that's cows. And they're all, and they're all shoulder to shoulder standing in their own feces. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's disgustingly disturbing to see it. And I desperately, desperately don't want to see it. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to, I don't even, I don't want it to happen. Um, so I pray, I pray that people will get out and, and, and vote with your dollar. Yeah. You know, that's the way I look at it. You vote with your dollar, your political parties and candidacies and candidates, you know, there's a lot of them on both sides of the aisle who eat meat and eat dairy. And I think that the best way to do it is to vote with your dollar. Mm Mm-hmm. And one way to do it is to vote with your dollar. And if we can do that and we can make these dairy companies change their mind and say, hey, you know what? I think we can start we can start producing a plant-based milk. Yeah. Uh, then we're winning. And I think we can get there. For sure. And I think that's the only way we can get there is to vote with your dollar. Yeah. Yeah, there is already a few farms out there, especially I heard of one in down in Texas there that has totally went vegan completely and – now they're yep. trying to expand and trying to teach other, you know, farmers and other people how it's done and how they can do it. Also, it's you know, it's a big thing. Oh 
you know, uh, Miss, uh, oh gosh, Ratty Girl. Yeah, her name. Ratty yeah Girl that's Sandy. what it is, yeah. She's a, she is a pistol, man. You talk about she is a lot wider. If you could ever get her on here, she will she will crack you up. I, <laughs> yeah. I've met her uh, a couple of times. We were down at a at an event down in Houston, and uh, she is a woo lord. And uh, she was hardcore, man, uh, yeah. rancher and a uh, cattle rancher. And then she, I think she uh, had uh, some chickens or something that I think one of her chickens had gotten injured and brought it in. And uh, while she was caring for it, she realized her light bulb went off like it does mm -hmm. and thought, oh, wait a minute, I'm taking care of this animal. I care about this animal. And, uh, you know, we as, we as, as, as kids, when we're growing up, you know, we don't look at animals as babies, uh, you know, as, as when we're young, we don't look at animals to kill them or, you know, we, we initially want to uh, nurture them. Yeah. And so it's instinctually, in our in our soul in our bearing, I mean, we were designed this way to protect and to, to nurture it. And God told us, you know, you were to have do, dominion over the animals, and that means to take care of the animals, mm -hmm. not to put them in stockyards and, and put them on top of each other and, and fill them full of you know antibiotics and slaughter them and eat them. I just don't I don't believe it for one second. I don't. Yeah, same here. Brutal uh, circle we're going through here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, awesome. So thank you very much for taking part of the podcast and it was good to well, hear your you story so and, and, um, yeah, if you, of course, if you know anybody else that would like to spread the message in this forum, send them my way and I will. And, uh, thanks again. Have yourself an awesome day. You too, brother. Be safe. All right. Peace out. Peace out, brother. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes each week. And if you enjoyed it, please leave a review as it will help spread the message. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any more episodes. Till next time, have a wonderful day.